Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Forever Student. This week is going to be a little bit different. I got invited to speak on the Illuminations podcast here in Dubai to discuss my morning routine. We all know how important morning routines are. And so I wanted to shed a bit of light on mine and the different benefits that come along with it. We hope you enjoy the episode, as always. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Illuminations World Podcast. I am your host, Nia Roy. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, sound therapist, and yoga teacher here at Illuminations. And we are back with another episode with another speaker. So for today, our topic is all about the power of morning routine to boost productivity. And to talk to me and talk to you guys about this uh, great topic, I have a very special guest. His name is Stefan Muller. He is an entrepreneur, podcast host, athlete, and meditation teacher. So let's just bring him on board. Thank you so much, Stefan, for being here with me today. It's an honor to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's weird to be on the other side the microphone I'm usually interviewing people, so <laughs> this is a good little switch up. So let's just get straight into it, shall we? So tell tell us a little bit about your personal journey and and what got you into morning routines or interested in morning routines. Just just let us know. Sure. So as you introduce me, obviously I do a lot of things, mm-hmm. and that stems from um, one being an athlete since an early age to um being extremely ambitious Mm -hmm. so i've always wanted to try different things do a lot of different things etc and i think about five six years ago i was working a full-time job so i was working at nike i um was doing my executive mba and i was working on a startup so i was doing all three things at the same time so these these were like 16 18 hour days and obviously a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time management, etc. One of the things I really struggled with was like switching attention between the three things. Mm. So like you work till five, six, then you go home, you have to study, then, you know, you have to work on the startup. So like switching attention between the three is extremely difficult. Whenever things got hard for me, I would always go on YouTube and watch Gary Vee. So whoever doesn't know Gary Vee, it's like this loud mouth <laughs> New York City entrepreneur. Who does it? Yeah. Um, I'll just let him like shout at me for a little bit and... Okay, okay, cool. Back to it. <laughs> One of the things that happened was instead of Gary Vee, I listened to Jay Shetty. Okay. Uh, so Jay Shetty now, you know, big sort of role model for me. Absolutely. And I was watching a talk and he started talking about like, why do we do what we do? Yeah. So not just in the like, you know, top line sense, I started questioning everything. And mind you, this was like at one o'clock in the morning on like a Tuesday night. Um, May 5th, I remember very well, ages ago. And I was like, okay, why do we do what we do? Why am I doing my MBA, right? Is it to, you know, impress my Indian mom, right? Because, <laughs> you know, education and security is extremely <laughs> important. Um, am I doing it for status, like that piece of paper? Am I doing it for network? Or am I genuinely doing it for knowledge, right? And then I started questioning other things. I was like, why do we wear what we wear? Why do we drive what we drive? Why do we live what we live? Hang out with who we hang out with. Just do what we do. Um, and honestly, this was probably like a four hour sort of exercise for me, which 
you know, when you're 25, 26 years old, you don't often question these things, right? Like you just kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. So the morning after I quit my MBA. No way. Yeah, immediately. Told my parents first, but like I quit my MBA. And, I, and you were like halfway, halfway? I was halfway, through. actually exactly halfway. Like wow. I'd finished a year, I had one more year left. Um, the second thing I did was, um, the second thing I did was I stopped working on the startup very quickly. Cause I was like, it's not for me. Like there, I was These are such it. massive steps yeah. that you took like, you after you, one video. You know when you know, mm. like you know when it's like your gut feeling is telling you all these strong signals and you know, you just gotta listen to it. Like you gotta trust it. So I continued then working for Nike and was very content, like focused on that. Um, a few months later, randomly, I stumbled across a silent retreat. Okay. So it was a silent retreat in Nepal at a monastery called Kopan, which is essentially like you're living with 200 Buddhist monks for 10 days. You're doing six hours of meditation a day and you're doing six hours of teachings, like them teaching you like Buddhist principles that you can apply to daily life. And you don't have a phone, you don't have like a laptop, you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have anything. So you just have like your notepad or notebook, you have a book and then you have a little room with a cold shower, lots of bugs, no AC. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, this sounds like fun. Because I've always challenged myself physically. Wow. Like I've run marathons, I've you know played uh, many sports. But I was like, mentally, I've never, this seems like a good mental challenge for me to do. So I went on and did this. And, you know, you wake up at like some ungodly hour and then, you know, spend six hours meditating. I learned so much like you learn so many different things one the main thing is like you you spend so much time by yourself silently with your thoughts right so like we as people in let's call it the modern urban world whenever things get difficult and whenever we have like tough thoughts in our head the first thing you do is distract yourself 100 percent. right you you watch netflix you pick up your phone you go on instagram 100%. whatever else it is you don't necessarily sit with that thought. And that's what meditation is essentially. But like doing it for 10 minutes a day, great. And I highly encourage it. But doing it for 10 days straight is like all these suppressed feelings and thoughts and experiences, like they come up, right? So you have to deal with it. Like you have, there's no outlet. The only outlet you have is like a piece of paper in front of you, write everything down. I probably wrote 70 pages back to back just with like, know vomiting my thoughts on a piece of paper like wow. it was literally like that so was that because you were just like you were in an environment that was just quiet and no distractions at all 100 percent. and i also think the the meditations are all guided meditations okay and the way they guide you it's like they they poke at you right like they were like hey you know think about this think about that think about this think about that and like there were some that were just so deep and dark and but liberating at the same time. And then they teach you about things like obviously karma and um, they teach you about detachment mm -hmm. and they teach you about all these different things that you can apply on your, let's call it modern life. Because the monks live very yeah. differently than we do. I came back to Dubai and I was, I don't want to say change man, but like there was a lot of stuff that I learned and I was like, I need to teach people. Like I need to not teach people, but I need to get this message out. And I was also, I came back very humble in the sense of there's so much I don't know, right? We all pretend we know everything, but we don't. 
So that's why I started the podcast, The Forever Student, because I was like, I want to bring on people onto the show to talk about their experiences with different things, right? Things that people can learn from, things that people can um, use in their daily life, actionable steps, small little things to become better. And while I was interviewing people, there was one, one thing they all had in common, which was routine, right? Every single person that I deem, let's call it successful. Um, and by successful, I mean, you know, fulfilled, happy, um, content while being ambitious and having goals and whatever else. Um, they all had a routine and every single person I was like, the, the main question I started asking was like, what's your morning routine? Like, like, what do you do when you wake up? And, uh, that's when I sort of started getting into that as well. Wow. So, okay. A couple of things. The first thing I love what you just said about that, the, that feeling of humility that you feel when you acknowledge or tell yourself there's so much you don't know. And I think that just naturally cultivates this feeling of curiosity at the same time, because like you said, we live in a world or we, we go on living our lives thinking that we're some big ass human being knowing everything, but that's not the case. And second, I really want to dive into what you said about every single person that you look up to or you had on had this common element of routines. So can you dive a little bit into what exactly did they have in that routine and why is it so important and how did that contribute to the success that you talked about? Totally. So I think firstly, it's a like everyone's routine is, is and should be personal, right? Like there's no copy paste formula of like, you need to wake up at this time mm. and then do this and this and this followed by that. It should be very much about like what value adding habits do you want to implement in your life and how much time can you allocate to it? Right? Like it's also not, there's also no set formula. And I realized this while obviously speaking to a lot of these people where you need to dedicate X amount of time doing, you know, a, B and C, mm. Because a lot of people will think, okay, cool. That means I need to work out for at least 30 minutes. I need to meditate, meditate for 20 minutes. I need to drink X amount of water. No, like it's very, very personal. So but wouldn't, wouldn't having routine naturally tie up with time management? Totally, totally. But for instance, I'll give you an example. So for instance, you, let's say we'll compare each other right now. Mm -hmm. Let's say I wake up at 7am, you wake up at 6am. Mm -hmm. Right. You have an hour to get ready. I have two hours to get ready. Now, the way that I create and form my routine will be based on that. I'm not going to tell you, you should wake up 30 minutes earlier to do your routine. Your routine can be 15 minutes in the morning. Mine mm. can be an hour in the morning. It just depends what works for you. And the reason I mentioned that is also from a habit formation standpoint, right? If you've never had a proper morning routine before and I come to you and I say, Hey, like you need to do at least an hour. It's not gonna it's not gonna happen right it's like your personal trainer telling you you need to work out four times a week one hour it's not you're never gonna do it so you need to start with like let's call it low-hanging fruit where it's like okay cool like wake up maybe 10 minutes earlier or like implement something that you can do for 10 minutes mm -hmm. um that sets you up for your day 
So is that why a lot of people don't stick to habits that they they, they want to try out because they overshoot and they try to be overambitious about where they want to be and they don't start small. Yeah, and it's, and it's what we're told as mm. well, right? Like we look at, we're naturally a very, like we tend to compare ourselves a lot to others. So yeah. when I see, okay, oh, this person is doing this, this and this and like look at how they look and look at how they talk and mm. X, Y, and Z, then I want to mimic that. Yeah. But why, why do we do that? Like even with exercise, for instance, why can't we just start with doing, you know, 10 squats and 10 push-ups every day? Mm. Like something like that. I was listening. I can't remember who it was, but he, he had a patient. He's a doctor in the UK and he had a patient that came to him and said, you know, I'm overweight. I need to lose weight. How do I go about this process? He said, well, you obviously need to work out and you need to eat healthy and blah, blah, blah. He said, okay, cool. I'm going to work out, you know, three times a week, 45 mm. minutes. Uh, I'm going to come back to you in a month and I'll give you pro like the progress report. Mm. Comes back in a month, hasn't worked out at all. So the doctor told him, he was like, take me through your morning. Like, what's your morning like? And he's like, I start with, um, you know, waking up, going to the bathroom, making my coffee. He's like, okay, stop. When you make your coffee, how long does that take? He's like, about two minutes. He's like, okay, cool. In those two minutes, do 10 squats and 10 push-ups, and do that twice a week, right? And then go about your day because now you're not changing anything in your mm. life, just adding something when it's convenient. So same thing, come back to me in a month and, you know, give me the progress report. This guy did it, you know, four times a week and he started upping it himself and he started making more time for it because he, it became such an accessible and easy goal to achieve. Right. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people maybe go, go wrong. So when it comes to habit formation, it's not about, completely changing your routine it's slowly adapting it step by step so on that note is there an optimal morning routine um or to be more uh specific when you have books like the 5 a.m club mm. or waking up at 3 or 4 a.m ungodly hours like you said why do people do that and why is it looked upon as the optimal time so i think there is definitely a benefit waking up before everyone else wakes up mm -hmm. and you know that's i think it's mainly a personal thing like if you have kids and your kids wake up early if you have to go to work at you know have to leave the house at 8 a.m if yeah. um you know the list goes on yeah then you'd want to obviously wake up a little bit earlier than everyone else for me for instance i wake up relatively late because I have my own business and I don't have to go to an office at 9 a.m. Mm. You know, I'm very fortunate for that. So my schedule is a bit more flexible. Um, but in terms of the optimal routine, I think in the 5 a.m. club, what I liked a lot about that book is, you know, there's a focus on movement. There's a focus on um, spirituality. Mm. It's focus on nutrition, etc. Mm. Right. And I think that's important. So for me, I don't think the order necessarily matters. Like the order becomes very subjective. Okay. But what is important is, um, I'll give you my yeah. morning routine. It's extremely detailed. So whoever's listening, don't like get intimidated. Don't copy it. Don't do anything. But as soon as I wake up, I have half a liter of water with Himalayan salt, hydrate the body. Um, the next thing I do is stretch. So I move my body and like wake up my joints and et cetera for I think about 15 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. I then meditate for 20 minutes. And 
my meditations are very focused and very intentional. Mm. So like that meditation is basically setting up my day. Mm. You know, like you you look at, okay, what's what's coming today? Who am I interacting with? How do I want to be with that person? How do I want to um, go about the tasks that I've laid out? Like it almost becomes like a planning meditation rather than a just like focusing on your breath sort of meditation mm-hmm. instead. Um, I then drink more water and then I exercise. Mm. After I exercise... I get some sunlight, extremely important for your circadian rhythm. And right after that, I look at my phone. So I don't look at my phone for the first hour and a half of my day. Wow. And the reason is, and this is important, this I recommend everyone to at least try. If you look at your phone the first thing and there's news on there that's negative, maybe the bank took more money than they should have, Maybe there's a headline. Maybe there's a WhatsApp message from your boss. Whatever it may be, your whole day is gone. Mm. Like you're not in a mental state when you first wake up to be able to process like stuff like that, mm. right? And I'm sure we've all been there. Yeah. Like I've been there when I woke up and all of a sudden the bank took 2,000 dirhams and I'm like, wait a second, where? <laughs> why? And then the whole day you're just trying to solve that problem, right? But you're not ready for it. If you go through this morning routine or any morning routine for that matter, and you set up your mind Mm -hmm. to be able to kind of deal with whatever life throws at you, Mm -hmm. these are the things that you'll be able to deal with better. So I want to dissect that a little bit more. And um, A, first thing, what was the most significant thing that you noticed when you started this morning routine and going about this change that you had? So not having a morning routine to having a morning routine, what was your biggest takeaway? That's one. Number two, why that order of drinking, stretching, meditating, and then working out? Is there a reason behind that? And can you dive a little bit into that? Sure, sure. So the biggest change, firstly, didn't it doesn't happen immediately, right? Like people think, oh, cool, like I did this two days in a row, like, why aren't I feeling anything? Mm. It's going to take a little bit of time. I made it a point to do it 100 days in a row. Mm. Um, And there's no set rule for how long it takes to form a habit. Like, people say 21 days, people say 66 Mm. days. I think it's all just kind of, again, very, very personal. Mm. For me, I was like, I'm just going to do this for 100 days. And if it sticks, great. If not, I'll just do it longer. Mm. So you set a timeline. I set a timeline. And I created this, like old school tracker in my notebook where I wrote down like the different activities I would do in the morning. And then that would be um, vertically and then horizontally, I would have all the days lined up Mm. and then I would just write an X every time I did it. Okay. So it becomes something where you, you hold yourself accountable. Because I think accountability is extremely important. And if no one's going to hold you accountable, like the only person who can do it is you. But, But the main thing that changed was I'll give you the best example. When you meditate, right? Let's say you meditate for 20 minutes. After those 20 minutes, right after those 20 minutes, life's good, right? Life is amazing. Mm. You feel good. You feel light. You feel present. If you then get in your car and get cut off and you lose your mind, you've completely just ruined that, not ruined that meditation, Mm. but like you haven't protected your peace, Mm. right? One of the things that happened after probably 30, 40 days, is I was able to stay in that zone for a much longer time. Mm. I was able to be more present in conversations. I was able to be more calmer when 
you know, things happened. And so I'm, that's one thing you notice. Yeah. And I'm an entrepreneur, right? So like for me, things happen every single day. Mm. Like I receive bad news and have to put out fires all the time. So these are the things that I notice the most. On top of that, I mean, energy levels went up mm. because you create this consistency of like, okay, I want to wake up at a certain time every single day. Mm. I'm going to do this routine every single day. And I know that th this routine is going to help boost my energy. If I boost my energy, I'll hopefully boost my presence. If I boost my presence, I'm most likely going to boost my productivity as well. Um, but again, you know, to whoever's listening to this, I would, I would really recommend you think about what kind of habits do you want to implement? Mm. Maybe it's journaling, mm. right? Maybe it's yoga, maybe it's swimming. It doesn't really matter, but I would really look at like moving the body, um, meditation to an extent so whether meditation or journaling just some sort of spiritual practice mm. um to help set up your day and to answer your second question the order um in my opinion is relatively irrelevant mm. again i need to highlight this it's so personal because for me i need to move my body before i meditate because if i meditate right after i wake up i'll just like fall back asleep Ah, so that's why you move your body. Yeah, just okay. to wake, just to wake up, um, and it just I feel better sitting mm. comfortably after I've stretched as well. I'm very tall, so sitting in like lotus position is difficult for me as soon as I wake up. So <laughs> after stretching, it becomes a little bit easier. That too. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to I want to nail all those things. Yeah. Um, to set myself up for the day. So, when you were doing that hundred day challenge, let's say. I'm sure you must have had, I don't know, have day, you probably have had days where you were like, oh, I don't really feel like doing it. Oh, maybe, maybe it can skip. What do you do when you have those thoughts? How do you get back on track or how do you avoid skipping days okay. when, when you get lazy? Let's yeah. Say? So unfortunately for most people listening, it's a result of me being an athlete mm. and consistency and discipline is like just hammered into your brain and to give you a very good example um that might clarify a little bit i was training for a marathon um three years ago and when you do marathons or some marathons 42 kilometers when you're training for a marathon obviously you need to run x amount of kilometers yeah. and i was training during the dubai summer so it was not pleasant outside and I remember I'd, on a Saturday morning, I had to run like 30 kilometers um, <laughs> in, you know, in Dubai in August uh -huh. and slept through my alarm. Okay. So I set my alarm for like 4.30, um, slept through it, woke up at seven and I woke up and I was like, am I going to skip this run now? But I was like, if I don't run today, mm -hmm. there's a good chance that I ruin my training and I won't finish the marathon. Right. So it's immediately I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. It was horrible, one of the worst experiences of my life like running the 30K yeah. um, because you finish at like 11 a.m. Yeah. But, you know, I think um, just looking back on that, like that relates directly to what you just asked me, I think. like. So it comes down to... The bigger the, picture. Yeah. The bigger picture. Like you also don't want to disappoint yourself, right? Mm. Like you also don't want to be that person who's like, okay, cool, I'm going to set out this goal for myself, 100 days, it's so achievable, mm. right? Like if I'm asking you, okay, wake up 10 minutes earlier mm. and just do two minutes of breathing, two minutes of stretching 
and do 10 squats and 10 push-ups and then go about your day right if you're not able to accomplish that yeah maybe you reduce the goal maybe you make it five minutes but like don't miss it got to don't miss it and i love what you just said and i love how that directly relates to what we started with which is it all comes down to what's your why right yeah totally so in the times when you feel discouraged it's coming down to what's your why why do you want to do this and what i can also hear is that it also comes down to what your values are the 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 conversation you have with yourself in those moments you could have easily been like oh you're such an idiot you're never going to do this you might as well quit now or you could be like you know what let's bring it down let's do something about it and i guess it comes it comes down to the way you've trained your mind as an athlete perhaps so what would you say are some tips you have for people who perhaps have never had a routine or who are currently struggling with keeping a routine, uh, routine, what tips do you have for that? So the easiest, so the easiest tip, and firstly, actually, let me go back and say, like your point around what's your why is probably a better answer than I gave. Like understanding why you're doing it, understanding why you do anything mm. um, is something that we don't question enough, yeah. right? It took me when I, I was 25, when I started going through that process, I got, that's when I started doing it. And for everyone listening, like when's the last time you just, you know, sat down and you're like, why do I do what I do in, in everything? Right. And so when you apply to the morning routine, why do you wake up 30 minutes before, you know, you need to be at the office? Mm. Like, what's the, what's the reason? Is it, and you just got to be honest with yourself. Is it laziness? Is it lack of discipline or is it, okay, I didn't get enough sleep last night. Fair enough. Mm. Um, and so then what can you change and how can you, adapt that one is um how much time are you comfortable allocating to a morning routine mm. right so for some people it might be an hour for some people it might be five minutes for some people it might be 10 mm. so the first thing i would do is set that now let's say that you have 10 minutes okay so instead of waking up at seven wake up at 6 50 is that possible yes how many times can you do it maybe three four times a week fantastic mm. do that now fill up those 10 minutes like, what do you want to achieve? What do you want to get better at? Um, maybe you want to wake up 10 minutes early and listen to a TED Talk every day, right? Like, it doesn't have to be what people say it has to be. Yeah. Understand the different things you want to do. My advice is to move your body, mm. is to hydrate, is to take some time to be alone with your thoughts and set up your day in whichever shape or form. Mm. Maybe that's goal setting. Maybe that's journaling. Mm. Maybe that's meditation. One tip that I'd like to give as well in terms of journaling, mm -hmm. um, there's a fantastic book called The Artist's Way. Okay. And um, the author talks about morning pages. Okay. So morning pages are like free therapy. It's basically you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do, so you go to the bathroom, but the first thing you do after that is you sit down and you write three long pages back to back with, not back to back, three long pages mm. with anything that you have on your mind, anything. And one of the main reasons we do it first thing is because we all wake up with 
our to-do list. We all wake up maybe with some anxiety. Um, and that's very normal. So writing that down, you take it out of your head and you put it on a piece of paper, right? It's out of your head now. What I, I, I did this for a while and it was so helpful, like so, so helpful. Like you just clear out whatever's going on in there and you put it on a piece of paper. Um, so that's, I mean, I'm just giving you an example yeah. of what you could potentially do. Um, but my main advice would be, you know, create your own schedule. What value adding habits would you like to integrate into your life? Set what time you can do it for mm -hmm. and create some sort of tracker mm -hmm. that I did or put it on your phone, put it on your laptop, whatever. And if you want to go the extra mile, find someone who can keep you accountable. Wow. Like I had a good friend of mine and she came to me and she's like, okay, I want to start a morning routine. Um, can you help me? I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Tell me what you're going to be doing every day. Uh -huh. I'm going to message you every day at 10 a.m. And I'm going to ask you, how did it go today? Wow. And so she then told me, she's like, every time I woke up, I'm like, she's like, oh God, Stefan's going to message me at 10 a.m. I better do this, right? Because she didn't want to disappoint me. So some people don't mind disappointing themselves, but mm. hate disappointing others. So, you know, maybe find someone else who can help you with that too. This makes so much sense why it's so personal um, and there isn't a one size that fits all, right? Because even the 5 a.m. club, right? Yeah. Like for me, I mean, I love the book and I love Robin Sharma, mm. but I just, like, I'm not a 5 a.m. person. Mm. Like, you don't want to be around me if I wake up at 5 a.m., <laughs> you know? And I don't think even after 30 days, 60 days, um, I just wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. So one last thing before we wrap up the session. And I, and I was thinking about it earlier. So what do you do in situations where, um, I know that like uh, routines are very personal to one, one another, but what do you do when it comes to a point where you perhaps have to give up something to, to change a routine and so on? And, and that, for example, let's say waking up at 5 a.m. means you might have to go to bed at 10 a.m that means you probably have to give up on your Netflix binge late at night. So how do you, as an athlete perhaps, or as a person, how do you train your mind to letting things go or being okay with letting things go? Oh, that's such a good question. Because you're essentially asking letting things go more from the letting things go in order to make space for Something, something like a morning routine or something that like adds value in a different way, let's say. Yeah, I think it's it has to do with hunger and it has to do with your willingness to grow and like how urgent that is. Right. Because how many of us and I was one of these people, like how many of us go to our nine to five job that we don't like, but then we go home and we watch Netflix from six till ten or six till twelve or whatever. Right. So many of us. Yeah. What's the reason that you don't work on something else after 5 p.m.? Right. Until that. This is what I did until your side hustle turns into your main hustle. Yeah. Um, it has to do with hunger. It has to do with drive. It has to do with ambition. And this is not something that's ingrained in you. Like this is something that can be taught. And that's something that can be um, you can learn this over time. It it all comes down to discipline. Wow. Unfortunately. You know, 
Like, cause imagine if you're disciplined yeah. and you say, cool, I'm gonna watch half an hour of Netflix a day. Yeah. Like I'm gonna watch one Friends episode before I go to sleep, which I do. Yeah. Um, and I've watched Friends like more than anyone in the world. <laughs> um, but I would never give that up. Yeah. Because it's it's part of my day. But I, I'm not gonna, you know, watch three hours of something mm. just because I wanna spend my time on other things. Yeah. And the other things don't necessarily always have to be productive. Mm. Right? They can be spending time with friends. They, it can be something completely different than mm. um, your routine stuff. So it just comes down to discipline at the end of the day. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, like I, every time I speak to someone, I'm like around habit formation, around routine, around becoming better at anything in life, Right. If you want to learn something, if you want to uh, become better at your job, mm -hmm. like everything comes down to obviously being focused yeah. and obviously being present and obviously yeah. the willingness and um, like being able to concentrate on all these things. But you have to do it day in, day out. Yeah. There's just no other way around it. Yeah. And that that's inevitable when it comes to any form of habit formation. And I mean, the most important thing is, again, don't go all out at the beginning. Right. It's like. Yeah. It's like when you're learning a new skill, like you don't have to do it three hours a day, every single day, mm. like start with five minutes, start with 10 minutes, like build that habit of, you know, slowly incorporating it into your day. Because if you fail at doing it three times a week, you know, 45 minutes a day or whatever, you're going to get demotivated, mm. right? If you yeah. can have little wins, so if you can do those 10 squats and 10 pushups a day for yeah. three days a week, that's when you're going to start feeling good about yourself. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, I'm succeeding at this. Like I yeah. can build this habit bigger and bigger. If you fail, you know, yeah. it's unfortunate. So I'd rather have small wins than medium failures. I love that. Small wins than medium mm. failures. So it comes down to knowing your why, discipline, and small wins rather than medium failures. Tiny habits. Tiny, tiny habits. Setting that as your motivation. And I guess motivation changes depending on the person, but this is a good place to start. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you so much, Stefan, for being with us here today and sharing and giving us so much insight about your journey and what people can do to just start off with a routine, whether it's morning routine or any form of habit formation. So thank you so much. I truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, I hope you had a great uh, session as well. It's been a pleasure. And for anyone out there, if you want to reach out to me and, and ask me more questions. Um, Why can't they find you? Stefan Runs DXB is my Instagram. That's probably the best way to... Stefan Runs DXB. Yeah, okay. that's the best way. On Instagram. On Instagram. Awesome.